Welcome to Shambhavi Spectrum Marketing Magic Industry Insights. It is my personal pleasure to have here with me Rashi from Giftopoli. And of course, Giftopoli means gifting. We met because of that. And uh, yes, there were synergies because we are also into gifting with Sewa Gift and uh, with Giftopoli. It was such a pleasure, the gifts that we made and the person who received it was so happy, Rashi. I mean, I need to thank you all over again publicly for this. No, no, please. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome, Rashi. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you. Thank you, Shambhavi, for having me. It's uh, such a pleasure talking to you always. And, uh, you know, we've just had such a good time working on everything together. I mean, I've uh, I've ordered things from you, and uh, and so a gift is amazing too. And uh, it's just it's it's amazing uh, when we talk, and it doesn't feel like a customer, uh, you know, talking. So, um, like you said, the synergies are great. So. so, so it has been all about personalized and customized, which is my tagline as well. So, tell me about yours, about your journey. How did Giftopoli come about? And let's start with how old is Giftopoli actually? So it's fairly new. Uh, we started in lockdown. Um, the reason how it happened was because um, so I've I've been into business. I've been an entrepreneur since uh, you know I started my career in working. I did uh, I did my undergrads also in entrepreneurship from Boston, and my MBA was finance in the U.S. Uh, but I always wanted to come back and uh, come back to Dubai and start a family business and join my dad and do my do something of my own. Um, so I started uh, something called mini golf, glow in the dark mini golf, uh, which was in Wafi Mall, and uh, we were we were doing fine and we were running that for a long time. And then unfortunately, lockdown happened and the virus happened. And in the in during the COVID, we were not able to continue our our entertainment business because nobody was obviously allowed, and with the rents and everything was pretty high. So we were all in lockdown. I was stuck at home uh, with the kids. And um, I'm a board game fan. You know, I've been playing board games for a long time um, and, and I love playing those. Uh, so I got my kids into it. My daughter is nine years old and uh, she was she, she was, you know, very happy playing board games with me. And, you know, all of a sudden we just said, you know, let's personalize this and uh, let's make a let's make a game that is for us. Uh, so we were playing Monopoly and, you know, you have the properties and everything in that. So we actually ended up making our own properties and our own names. And we made a Uno, which was with our pictures on it. And, and it was a really fun idea. So we just did that for ourselves. And then we said, I said, you know, why not? Why not give this kind of personalization to everyone else? Because it was a, it, playing games is fun. And then having it personalized is even more fun. And the captions and all the messages that you can do on it, it makes it more personal. Um, and because I was into the business field, I already had a general trade license and we checked on with the gifting options and how we could add on the services. So it was pretty straightforward to get it uh, incorporated. So that's how it turned into a business overnight. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so amazing because entrepreneurship is in your blood. That was your calling. And that's mm -hmm. what uh, that's where you reached. Uh, yeah. So somewhere down the line, I will ask you this question as a woman, as an entrepreneur. And, you know, how do you feel about it? But right now I want to know about the you said that you just monopoly, you personalized it. The Uno you know cards, you personalized it. So, you know, you anything when you say you personalize, it comes at a cost mm -hmm. because there is something yeah. which is or, or there's only one piece yeah. or maybe two pieces right. and things like that. 
So yeah. how did you manage to uh, get that into uh, streamlined? Because pricing is an important component for any uh, business. One mm -hmm. second thing is you're personalizing it and mm -hmm. still to keep it uh, sustainable as a business. How did you manage to do that? So honestly, when I thought of this idea, um, you know, when I did it uh, for ourselves, I literally just got it printed at home and I just did it myself. Uh, but when we wanted to make it a business, I had to uh, get a professional printer to do all of this. And that was the biggest challenge because I must have called about 100 printers and everyone said that we can't do one piece. There is right. no way we can do one piece. You know, it just doesn't happen. We can't do die cuts and all of that. And um, and some quotes that I got was absolutely ridiculous that I was like, this, I'm going to get zero customers <laughs> for this. So um, I think I went through a phase of saying, you know, this is not going to work out. I'm not going to do this. But I didn't want to give up. I kept trying. And, uh, you know, and actually my mom had a printing press uh, back in 90s. So I kind of knew how the printing thing is. And I really wished at that point that she had her own printing press <laughs> because that would have just made things so much easier. But um, she, uh, you know, obviously she didn't, uh, she she stopped that business, I think around when she turned 50, 55, she was like, I'm done with working. And she sold off that business. I even called the company that we had sold them to because they were uh, very, uh, you know, we're still in good uh, terms and we talk and all of that. So um, they were also saying now we've deviated from printing to a different kind of thing. We don't do uh, digital printing, which is what we need. So um, I went through a lot of uh, Google and uh, word of mouth and called a lot of companies. And luckily, I found two, three companies who were ready to give it a shot. Um, you know, they were they were trying that we have not done this before, but we'll try it. And they were very helpful. So we did a lot of uh, demos and a lot of uh, samples and some worked out, some didn't work out where some of the boards would crack or, you know, the cards were too small or the print. But after a lot of uh, back and forth, back and forth with some of the printing, and I didn't want to keep with just one printing press because then, you know, they're yeah. busy. Uh, then, uh, you know, we, we, we are stuck with all it because people have deadlines and oh, I want to gift this by next week. And then we are stuck with that. We've had that issues also where you were with the printing and they don't have a schedule for us and we've committed to the customer. So I'm running around all over Dubai to try to get it printed. But um, over time now, it's been a year and we've done quite a few orders, luckily, and uh, people are very happy with what we provide. And we've got a printer who we have dedicated now to and he understands our needs and he knows what formats we need it in so it is working out now so yeah but we always keep experimenting that's the best part because there's a lot of each game is different we don't go with one game only we have uh, many games that people can choose so there are tokens and there's different uh, parts to the game so we always keep innovating and always coming up with different things and now raisin is so in we can do so many customizations with 3d printers and raisins and stuff like that so we can come up with the uh, so what would be the minimum lead time? I mean, I know this, but for my audience, what is the minimum lead time from the time I approach you and say that, Rashi, I would like to do this? What is the minimum time that you would require? So we've to turned around. Yeah, so for cards game, we've turned around even in three days. Um, but it was literally all nighters for the customer and us because each game is kind of, you can look at it as a photo album. 
and we need to get that information from uh, the customer and uh, sometimes uh, you know customers obviously they they need to find that many images and they need to go through that effort of choosing the right ones because in the end it's what you give me makes the game special and i know and you know this because you went through <laughs> the effort i mean the kind of effort you went through was incredible i've never seen somebody go through so much dedication to finding the exact pictures of the right and writing a caption for each one because yeah, i had I, help i had help let's be honest but yes but I, still, it, it was a team effort a team family effort which was which was incredible i mean i i have never seen that much dedication the occasion but, was special so we yeah. had to go by it but yeah. but again like you know it was the yeah. personalizing which really appealed and at this yeah. point i have to say i have to th- thank you and tell our audience also the kind of efforts that you put into creating those images looking at the colors the numbers or whatever the way we wanted uh, the alignment i think there was a lot of dedication from you which went into it so are you doing this alone rashi or is there somebody to help you with it um so i'm uh, mostly doing all of it alone uh, for the designing team i have uh, i have one person helping me with the design um he is part of the team and he uh, helps me and the printer itself is also very good because he does the aligning when he's printing it so uh, the, there is one person from the printing itself who is helping me with everything so he you know he does it so uh, but mostly it's me uh, back and forth with the this uh, design yeah. and the Yes, so my because my question to you next would have been that if you're doing this alone uh, if you wanted to scale up you mm-hmm. know which is what everybody looks at at some point right. how would mm-hmm. you really be able to find the time to do it apart from the fact that you also have other business that you take care of so how mm-hmm. would that actually work uh, in the um, so no i would uh, i mean if required and if need be i'll definitely uh, get somebody on board with this um but uh, you know i do have uh, when i have to design or when i have to have multiple orders i do outsource the designing part um mm-hmm. you know that gets done um and then obviously i check it and i have my own photoshop skills that i can then edit it uh, myself i can get the basic design done and then i will uh, um, edit it but it's it's manageable so far you know we're able to do it so, so but so we that- definitely yeah we Sorry, we can definitely look at uh, uh, hiring at any moment at this point it's a, a one or two people thing which is which is fine for now yeah so because now even Sorry go, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Because yeah. uh, because even for corporates, we've done corporates, uh, which is like orders of fifty or hundred, and even that is uh, okay for now. We are able to do that. Yeah, but because like you said, with the lead time, it depends on how when they give us the product, and when they give us the product, it takes. Uh, you know, if let's say I have three orders in one time. Uh, you given me the order today, and someone else takes two days to do it. Then my my time starts only once they give it to me. So in that two times, I'm able two days. I'm able to do uh, what the first customer has given me. So we kind of just plan it out like that. Yeah. So Rashi, you said about your Photoshop skills, and some time back, I wanted to know about your entrepreneurial. You know how it's been with you as with from your parents. You just told me that your mom was also an entrepreneur. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell me more about what other skills and what uh, how did what kind of education did you go through, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did it prepare you to uh, for the real world as such um so i i was i did my schooling in dubai uh, till high school i was here in shoefat uh, then i went to the us and i did my undergrads in boston from uh, babson college i was there for 4 years then i worked in chicago because i did want to get an experience outside of 
business, my own family business to just see how the real world is. I worked in IBM. I worked in Merrill Lynch. I worked in, uh, in, an entre- in a startup company in Chicago to, you know, as a business development consultant where I started a business from scratch, which was really, I think, the most uh, beneficial for me because it was uh, a company that was not born yet. And I had to start from scratch of making the licensing happening and the marketing and the finance and the research and all of that was on me. So I think that was a great experience that I got because it was not a big name, but it was the most, uh, I think, that I learned from that company. I was there for two years and then I had to leave to go to my MBA. I mean, I, I wish I could continue there, but I, I wanted to do my MBA and I got into um, uh, in Chicago, in Illinois itself for my MBA. So I went and I pursued that. And after I finished my MBA in finance and IT, I won, I was I was in the US for eight years and I've been I was you know away from family for so long and I just wanted to come back. And my if my my future goal was to start working my own business and do my own thing. So, you know, I felt like I'm done now. I want to go back. I mean, my parents kind of wanted me to continue my career in the U.S. for a bit longer. But I was just, you know, I've been there eight years. I want to come back home. Um, so I came back home. I joined my dad's business, which was in construction. And to be honest, that was not my thing. I mean, I was just <laughs> not ready for the whole uh UAE heat and uh, and the construction sites and the dirt and you know I was I was in a very different kind of atmosphere so when I came back I I did continue doing that for about a year year and a half I enjoyed it I enjoyed working with my dad a lot but um, it was not I wasn't passionate about construction you know let's say (laughs) and then I had lots of different I was I was more into the creative field and I wanted to do something fun and you know um like just something i was passionate about so uh this whole mini golf thing came because i i liked playing mini golf in the us as well and there was no mini golf uh, co- concept in dubai and there was a lot of golf there was a lot of outdoor golf but there was no mini golf so i thought that would be a nice thing to bring here so we did it in indoors glow in the dark uh, mini golf which which was really nice so i started working on that and um yeah and that's how my business uh, career took off and then you know with kids and all of that um, managed so, it yeah so, uh, so actually i'm very uh, you know you're um, you brought a thought to my mind that nowadays everyone uh, speaks about one is that everywhere where i hear about college degrees are a waste and like mm-hmm. i am like what do we academicians do after that if college degrees are a waste <laughs> that is but what i want to ask you is you mm-hmm. said you went through the rigor of uh, working with many companies including a startup Mm-hmm. And then you went for your MBA. So mm-hmm. uh, tell, and now where is the trend is that people finish their education and then straight away go into startups. They're, mm-hmm. you know, kind of you just uh, in the deep uh, mm-hmm. end of the pool and you learn how to swim. So mm-hmm. which do you think has a better advantage over a long period of time since you've been in a startup, mm-hmm. you've seen, mm-hmm. been working for others. And now mm-hmm. the trend is of like this, mm-hmm. that you just do a startup and learn as you go. What mm-hmm. what would you advise? Let's say some students of mine are watching this and they would like some advice from an entrepreneur. What would you tell them? So I feel like having a degree never goes to waste. Um, I would say, uh, right, I learned a lot from my startup and I used a lot of that in my MBA 
and I graduated with honors and I, you know, I, and I used, I mean, I learned so much from the startup more than a, in a big corporation, but having that degree of an MBA, it's, it may not have, uh, I mean, I may not have used it in UAE because I did my own business and I worked in a family, but if I was looking for work and if I was, if even today, if I say I want to look for a job, having that degree in a, in a prestigious college or having a degree or having a good um, master's degree, any any master's degree, I think it just adds to that credibility. And, and I think the kind of confidence I built up having, being in college, firstly, even not only education, but it's also about being independent and learning from so many other students, learning, you know, at that age, you are, uh, you, you are just starting your independence kind of um, uh, career and you are dealing with lots of people who have coming from different backgrounds and, you know, learning to live with a roommate and, you know, learning to cook or, you know, coming from a, coming from such a dependent and, and a, like a very protective background in UAE, I mean, with my parents, I think I wouldn't have gotten that kind of um, uh, independence if I hadn't done my MBA, if I hadn't done my undergrad. And I think you don't just learn education. I mean, education is a big part of it, but you also self-grow. And I think that only comes once you are in that atmosphere. You're learning from other people and you're learning, you know, every kid had their own issues and, you know, we all are family to each other. So, you know, I, I think I grew so much as a person in those two years um, by you know, just as a, as a self-confident person by having, doing that. So I feel like I, if given a choice, I would have never regretted, I would never regret and I will never tell anybody to not uh, complete your education. I mean, work, you're going to be working for the rest of your life. So, you know, it's always I, there. I know, I so agree. I think everybody should live in a hostel at least once yeah. in their uh, lifetime. Yeah. I totally agree yeah. with that. What yeah. about the second part of it? Should people work uh, for others and, uh, you know, kind of go through that uh, struggle of establishing mm -hmm. themselves or should they just start off on their own? Uh, what would be a good uh, uh, insight or a balance in this? No, I think also having worked for someone else uh, is also very important. You kind of get the best of both sides. Like you will see what you do. And then you will also, I mean, we learn from everybody. So I think it's it's just, uh, it's, it's very important to see that side of the world too. And now if I ever have to go and work, uh, you know, I wouldn't be hesitant. I mean, starting a career at 40 would be very difficult if I hadn't done anything in the past. And um, not like I want to, but I'm like, if ever I am in, put in a situation where I have to look for work, at least I know what it's like having a boss, you know, <laughs> because till now I've been my own boss. Yeah. And if I, if I never had a boss on me, it would be very difficult to tune to that level, you know, where you have to now... Uh, work for somebody so i think it's very important for even your humbleness to be where you are not your own boss and you have to work for somebody else but building that relationship is also important so you know, the, the, yeah. i i i really like that and i like your attitude of learning uh, rashi because i think that's what you're constantly uh, ready to yeah. learn which i think yeah. is an attitude which we all should uh, always have uh, with us uh, so mm -hmm. what does uh, gift of poli look like in next uh, five years um so we we definitely want to keep uh, doing on the uh, keep growing it on the different games and uh, i definitely want to add more corporate feel to it because i feel like we we're, we're we're very focused on individuals at the moment 
um, we want to reach out to companies. We want to make it fun for the for the staff, for the employees as well. We've done a few for now, and we want to do we want to grow it to a, a major scale on that. And um, and yeah, and keep innovating. At this point, we always come up with different different ways to have fun, <laughs> to make it fun for everybody. So an interesting question which I wanted to ask you is that uh, um, I play Scrabble. Though Scrabble is a board game, I play Scrabble on my iPad. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know something has changed and it was a paid app by the way. So mm -hmm. and something recently has changed and I don't know what's up with it. So what do you think? Would you <laughs> would you uh, think about uh, extending your product portfolio to taking where the personalizing can happen on the I mean, would that help your work business if you decided to do go the app way or would it only um, or touch and feel is important in your line of uh, um, business? So, um, you know, actually we've had inquiries where people wanted an app personalized for them. But uh, to be honest, uh, you know, like you were saying about scaling up or, you know, maybe that's something in the future we can do, can get an app developer hired in. But at this point to get an app for one person is uh, going to be quite expensive. Um, so it's it's not something we'll be able to do at the moment. But in the future, I mean, considering app is the new way to go, everyone wants everything on the phone. Um, you know, um, we were looking at different ways how how we can uh, take a picture of the actual board game and transfer it to your phone and have it played with uh, other people who are not sitting. Like, for example, your your kids are in the US. Maybe you want to play a game with them it's through the phone, but it's personalized to you. I mean, I would say nothing is impossible. And the way the day and age and digital world is going ahead, we are not going to limit ourselves to just uh, physical board games, but we would like to add it to the, um, the digitization of these board games. But at the moment, we don't have the resources, but I don't think that's impossible. I think in the next uh, few years, I mean, something might come up, something might uh, get invented where we can do this. So I'm definitely going <laughs> to so, open my mind to it. Right. So having said that, the trend recently, I've been watching a lot of social media posts where people want to print their uh, digital photographs. And we have mm -hmm. done that time and again, you know, taken a set of photographs mm -hmm. and printed them so that we could look at it in uh, mm -hmm. leisure or uh, like I said, the touch and feel uh, part mm -hmm. of it. And which also brings me to when we play the you know game and you know or we are doing the puzzle you uh, look at the picture and then you talk about it and something mm -hmm. else related to it so it's yeah. it's a whole lot of memories which go associated mm -hmm. with it which i don't know if we can actually replicate in the digital um, uh, platform yes yeah. so, so it would be a complementary thing i would say people would still want the physical thing to carry and hold and even when you play uno on because i can play with my daughter uh, on the phone uno there is a, a regular uno um app that you can play with the person sitting next to you on the bed but having that actual game where you you know throw the card down and you pick it up and i think physically it's a lot more fun than just playing it on that because you're constantly on your phone anyway yeah. i want my child to be away from the phone for some time yeah. and um, i think that i think the interaction which you have when you play the physical game is completely different but when there is when there is something which is not an option and if somebody is sitting in a different country then we can look at it as a complementary thing. But I think the idea of physical will never go away. It's always going to be an add-on. 
it's always going to be something that you may want it as well but have even for books i feel the same way you know with this kindle and ipad books coming out um a physical book sometimes is always just so much better i mean i tell my child <laughs> yes. to read a physical book and learn the page learn how to turn the page you know and as opposed to just flicking it with your finger all the time so <laughs> Yeah. So one of the important questions for me in this segment is that how do you track your marketing? What do you do? How do you track what kind of marketing campaigns? So let us start with where are you available? Uh, which uh, you have a website, and tell yeah. me more about it. And then how do you track it? Yeah. So we started off with Instagram. Uh, you know, we first thing was Instagram. We were uh, we were, first platform that we used was Instagram and Facebook, and then we made a website, a very basic website as of now. um and um, we don't really have a crm uh, program at the moment but we use excel to uh, you know track every all the rec all the customers that have come in inquiries and everything we have a database through that uh, we will implement a crm program uh, shortly but at the moment um, our even our website is able to track uh, you know it's got a it's got a mini program in the back which just kind of gives us like people visiting and how many visits and you know the email and all of that because when someone sends an inquiry automatically that gets fed into the database so we have a database that we are tracking um and uh, followers and all of that but uh, crm at the moment we don't have uh, we will uh, we do because i had previous businesses we do have a big database that we you know send out mailing campaigns and all of that too so we're using that at the moment um but uh, yeah that's that's how we we have a website and uh, social media okay. very interesting question that about email campaigns because uh, mostly when you ask the recipient they'll say that emails are so boring we don't even look mm -hmm. at it and we just eliminate but i really believe that email can be used and because uh, a simple thing we don't delete an email immediately you will probably mm -hmm. keep it in your inbox for a while and you may look at it so there is always a chance mm -hmm. and um, i also believe that the email needs to be interesting for the person to actually open right. it what how yeah. what kind of emails do you send are they automated or do do you have tell me more about your emails yeah so they mostly are the we uh, we send out a schedule uh, you know when the emails will be sent out and it will be more for promos like you know for example like we have a summer offer or we have a um like a special game introduced or we have some you know new new concept coming in it will be it will be most on those information and most of it will have links to our uh, directed to our instagram you know so they they immediately they can open the instagram page and see all the images of what we have done so a lot of it is redirection um and it will the title is usually catchy like you know gifting um, like for example gift of you know personalized gifts and when you say personalized gifts you usually end up yes. checking what it is because <laughs> anything with personalized is is a very um a, a nice like a, like a very common thing right now i think people love personalizing um, anything and everything i mean i personalize literally everything for my child from towels <laughs> to <laughs> to bottles and yeah that 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 is right but personalized is and handmade those are things handmade, which are really exactly, very exactly okay. which is so very do, nice right do you use any uh, hashtags um we have like uh, we have about five or six common ones that we for our thing which is customized gift uh, corporate gifting uh, customized board games so for your uh, company do you have any uh, hashtags so or is it just uh, hashtag uh, #giftoply gift topply do you write a blog rashi no i don't i don't okay. yeah 
and uh, right so that's what i just wanted to know where uh, what about linkedin do you have a page for your company on linkedin no for company linkedin we don't have i have my own personal linkedin account but i don't have a company one at the moment uh, so there is lot of stats now about that company pages are also viewed and they are very popular and uh, okay. growing because it is like um, let's say that linkedin is, it establishes credibility like i always say this about website that it establishes credibility the same mm -hmm. thing is applicable for linkedin also that it establishes credibility in terms of you know that it's the ceos who are there and you know people mm -hmm. who are mm -hmm. genuine people yes there are some right. autobots and stuff but right. majority um, linkedin makes sure that their platform is very professional so right. having a linkedin page i have seen lot of uh, success stories right. so maybe we'll look forward to right. having uh, seeing your yeah, linkedin page we did have a linkedin for my mini golf uh, which my social team was uh, social media team was handling and to be honest i was never uh, involved with my social media team because we had a team of two people who were doing all the uh, you know insta and everything for that for the mini golf and when we we closed down mini golf we closed down all those uh, pages unfortunately but i actually didn't think of for gift topley and that's uh, that's a very good idea that i should actually start one for right and actually if you look at it uh, linkedin has also moved on from a job searching platform to actually becoming um, uh, a place where people are networking you know earlier it was just right. recruiters and uh, you just right. had your cv resume out there and stuff like that so it has moved on uh, where you are you can make your presence felt in a very uh, credible manner and uh, uh, so linkedin has changed its positioning let's say you know right, from where yeah. <laughs> where it yeah. was so i i would really look forward to that so before we sign off two things from you one mm -hmm. a message for any entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs or students who are watching this who would like to become their own bosses someday and second mm -hmm. could you share what mantra that you live by if there is any single or one or two things which you live by for yourself um for me my so the, the one thing that i always live with is um always have hope uh there is always uh, you know if one door closes there's going to be another door open for you some way or the other i i never give up uh because when when my mini golf closed down i mean immediately i thought of something else and i got myself busy and that's so i always have hope i feel like even if even the life can get you down many times but always find a way to get up and always look for the opportunity that is at your door there is always something out there for you um that's the mantra i live by and uh, for even for the for the young students and even for budding entrepreneurs uh, life's not easy and it doesn't come in a silver platter for you you know once you're done with college <laughs> you know the real world is uh, you know may look uh, very very uh, exciting but it 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 has its challenging challenges and um, i would just say don't give up I always keep looking for always have an aim in life always strive for your goal and uh, keep looking forward um, Th th thank you out. so much thank you so much rashi and your message of hope and never give up is so important uh, and uh, i really appreciate the time that you have spent with me here have a lovely day and i'll meet you offline <laughs> and we will continue our gifting business together <laughs> Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, thank you. you.